everyone. Welcome to the Crack Die Podcast. My name is Rich. I play Pond Watcher. And boy, today I just want to talk about ancestries and playing against type. In Pathfinder 2nd Edition, ancestries, they represent your race and ethnicity. They bring a lot to the character, both mechanically and to your backstory, to your options for the character. And personally, for me, it's the, it's the first thing that I settle on before building the, the character. I think the most interesting aspect is that each ancestry in 2nd Edition has what are called ability boosts or ability flaws, carried over from you know previous editions of D&D and Pathfinder. This represents what the ancestry is naturally predisposed to be good and bad at, and this leads to certain ancestries having synergies with certain classes. For example, dwarves have ability boosts to both constitution and wisdom, which leads them to be good fighters, clerics, or druids, you know, classes that lean on those statistics. But also, dwarves have an ability flaw in charisma, meaning it's more difficult to have a good dwarven bard or sorcerer or anyone who needs a high charisma score. In game terms, you take an immediate minus two to your ability flaw statistic when you make your character. Now, I tried to make Pondwatcher interesting by making him a barbarian, but also making him an elf. And elves have a predilection towards magic, art, and beauty, and that's not really what he's all about. And also, mechanically, they get boosts to their dexterity and their intelligence, but they receive a flaw to your constitution. And obviously, constitution, health, HP, all of that stuff is very important when you're a barbarian who is constantly hit and murdered and drowned pretty much every 15 minutes on the podcast. So fixing that constitution flaw took a lot of points at character creation, which left Pondwatcher a little weaker in the strength department than you might expect for a barbarian. And if that interests you, or if you're wondering what other sort of choices I made, you can check out his level three character sheet right on the crackedeyepodcast.com. And I think it makes it a more interesting character, if a a little under-optimized, but... I like that he hasn't died yet. Anyway, that's enough for me. So please go ahead and enjoy episode 23 of the Cracked Eye Podcast. Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. How do you spell welcome? H W. Okay. <laughs> welcome. Well, those are two letters. Yes. I, I can't <laughs> spell it. after that. Elcom. Uh, yes. So we've done it. We did it. It's the yeah, last episode. Final episode. Not really. Please it's keep fin- listening. It's the final 23rd episode of the of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we're never doing a 23rd episode again. <laughs> exactly. Unless we start another book, in which case I guess we'll start it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you guys completely like wipe like TPK, we're going to start numbering the episodes over again, and we'll just make it a season two. Makes sense. Oh, that'll be very confusing for everyone. Yes. Like the new Tomb Raider game. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it fit in? Where does it fit in? Just called Tomb Raider. All right. <laughs> So there's a couple things we need to talk about before we dive back into Brianna talking with Roxy. Ah. So first off, we did all of the selling and all of the math that went along with it. And I actually still have the piece of paper in front of me. And oh, it, boy. It looks like a chalkboard <laughs> from a movie where, where they're just writing numbers and crossing and drawing lines. It's like beautiful, beautiful mind. Yes. Jinx. It's like you're the same person. I mean, you both look the same. <laughs> So at the end of easily s- confused. selling everything, so when you sell things in this game, you only sell it for half the value. You guys had a total of 341 gold pieces Ooh. and 20 silver pieces. Ooh. <laughs> then divided amongst the six of you, wound up with like 50, we, did, we rounded things up. So you guys had like 56 gold, seven silver, and like three copper or something like that. It's whatever the math brought up. Yeah. What did you all buy? What'd you get? Shopping trips. What'd you guys get? Okay, I'll start since we're clockwise. Um, a toupee. I've <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to say anything. Uh, Twin Talon shaves his head on purpose. Twin Talon, your hair looks great today. <laughs> Thanks, I've been working on it. Blonde ponytail. It really suits you. <laughs> That's the thing about a weave. You can't go from nothing to long hair. You got to like just incrementally increase it. Um, okay. From personal experience. Uh, I was about to say. No. So what Twin Talon purchased, he sold uh, with his money. Um, he took some of the money he had left over from the initial uh, character creation, and he got a striking rune for one of his short swords. And what does that do? So a striking rune does what I thought the plus one weapon did originally, which is to add one die of damage. So that short sword, instead of doing 1d6, will do 2d6. 
cool if wow. only you had yeah. some like really cool rings and you could pass that to the other and one then they would both <laughs> be striking or yeah but too it's bad expensive you moral compunctions uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah too bad morality had entered with it should be chaotic and, like a belief system and like <laughs> okay so besides the striking so that plus one sword is now a plus one striking sword is that correct correct great anything else that was it no those things are very expensive yes. i mean even with 57 gold i had to dip into my my initial money for an additional gold. And that's including the discount we got for being good adventurers and doing quests for the town. Yes, so you all receive a 5% discount when shopping in Breach Hill called the Adventurer's Discount. Does that apply to booze? Yes. Yes. (laughs) However, we haven't done any downtime activities yet. There is a new downtime activity unlocked essentially for you guys called befriend a local and what you do is you spend the day in the company of an npc of your choice (laughs) you roll diplomacy to check your degree of success versus a d static dc of 20 oof if you critically succeed any goods and services purchased from that npc is discounted at 10 percent also, if they're not a merchant NPC, it grants you a plus one circumstance bonus to diplomacy checks you attempt as part of your downtime activity. So if you're trying to do something that requires diplomacy in the downtime, for every local NPC that you befriend, you get a plus one. Okay. And you can do this to multiple, obviously, multiple locals. Cool. But just for being good and having returned Kalmat, you guys get a 5% discount in Breach Hill. Yeah, so I went to uh, Brianna's family shop. Um, and I purchased a striking rune for one of my short swords, and that was all of my money. Yes. And we're going to say that because Brianna's family runs a shop here, um, and if Brianna goes with you, you get the full 10% because you've already befriended them. So there, you can, we can mark down that everyone is befriended Brianna's family. What is a shop called? Soldado and Sons. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Wow, that's a slight. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Ouch. Oof. It was a slight, but apparently it wasn't uh, uh, Mum's idea. But that's a story for another time. That's a story for another episode. I don't think Pound Watcher is wise enough to pick up on that, and he probably wouldn't mention it. All right, Temid, that's what okay. did you purchase? So Temid was able to get the same discount and also was able to borrow a little bit of funds from two of his very kind friends, Brianna and Silver. To a welcome. <laughs> and uh, oh, you said you're welcome. See. Si. Okay. And he he was able to also get a striking rune because we want to kill things very quickly. And then also he spent a little bit of his cash and bought some extra ale. I think I negotiated with our very, very kind GM and I was able to, for a small or actually not so small fee, pick up enough alcohol to last for quite a while. So I don't have to worry about not having a drink anymore. (laughs) How much much bulk (laughs) is that going to cost you there? Zero. Interesting. What? Two. Two bulk. All right, that's fine. I have plenty to spare. You're going to slosh every time you yeah. try to do a stealth check. You are. He's already sloshed. hi <laughs> Brianna, what did you get? Well, other than a cuff around the ear for my mother. <laughs> uh... <laughs> this is the company you keep. It's very interesting. I mean, it's your life. You can do what you want. <laughs> wow. Sounds oddly familiar. Um, Deep cut there. Well, she was actually looking at bettering her shield, but then Pawn Watcher's like, hey, I have one of those. You can just have mine. Yep. So she's like, okay. So do you? are you just pocketing the gold and holding on to it? I mean, the, the stuff that I wanted to get is far too expensive for yeah, what I have right fun. now. So I'll just pocket it for now. That's great. You can put it in a bank and have it earn interest. Sure. Sure. <laughs> the shield I gave you does have my face on it. So Aww. have fun with that. <laughs> on the on the outside or the inside? The inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> it stares at you when you lift it up. He's <laughs> like a dog that growls at his own reaction. <laughs> you get intimidated every time you pull pull the shield. <laughs> ah! I have to roll a check every time I do. Well, it depends what his expression is. <laughs> it changes. It's like a Harry Potter picture. Oh, no. Bond Watcher is actually a high-level wizard and <laughs> just pretending. That makes so much more sense why you're very poor at combat. <laughs> <laughs> what did speaking of Pond Watcher? What did I'm you get? I'm not optimized. <laughs> um, okay, so Pond Watcher uh, uh, borrowed a lot of money from Silver. Okay, and by borrowed, I mean just received and with no intention of giving it back. 
And he purchased a striking rune for Mommy's Halberd. Um, and also a breastplate. So gone are the hide uh, vestments he was wearing. And now he has a breastplate. And still, you know, basically he's wearing a tank top made of metal. <laughs> um, and with low-rise pants. All right. I love it. And what did Silver purchase? Well, Silver being in charge of the royal treasury. Uh, which we added to significantly which, over this venture. We have uh, given a lot. He gave a, a portion of that money to Pond Watcher, and then uh, the rest that he didn't give to Temad, he bought a very nice uh, Maestro Virtuoso Instruments. Uh, so his old beat-up guitar got replaced with one of those steel drum-type guitars. All right, you nice. You I'm talking about yeah. with silver strings. Yeah. Uh, Still sounds about the same, but uh, he's quite happy with it. That's awesome. Previously on the Cracked Die Podcast. All heroes discover an exit from the basement of Citadel Altaran back to Breach Hill. After gathering Calmot and discussing things with the Bramble Brashers, all heroes returned to Breach Hill to claim their reward. From there, our heroes return to the Pickled Pig's Ears to discuss information about the joint. Will our heroes be able to increase sales at the Pickled Pig's Ear? Will they discover more information about the secret tunnel? Will Silver ever apologize to that halfling? Find out the answers to these questions and more on this episode of The Cracked Die Podcast. So, if you remember, you rolled a, well, I rolled for you a perception check when you first started talking to her and you discovered that she was withholding information and that feeling is still kind of nagging in the back of your head would you say that she gets off on being withholding yes (laughs) got it got it in there I'm, I'm just going to leave that as it is. It's <laughs> an arrested development I joke. It's, I know. It's I very know. good. Um, so, it's so good none of us laugh. <laughs> I giggled. So you think this is kind of one of those scr- you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back type situations? Okay. So she's looking for a way to get more patrons into this bar. Well, we do have a uh, very skilled uh, performer, if I could just find him and she'll kind of like look over at Pond Watcher. <laughs> Where is Silver? <laughs> um, what other sort of um, things would you like us to do? Arm wrestling uh, competition? No, I think, uh, I mean sure, if you can pull some people in and have someone in your group compete with them and you can pr- provide live music? I have another idea as well. We can... She rolls her eyes and looks at you. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Don't mansplain to her. <laughs> All right, I'll just go home. I'm sorry. Uh, We could walk about town for a little while and tell people about how much fun they would have here at this tavern with what we're doing. Do we have time for that? Like an hour, two hours. Wouldn't it be better served having a good drink here and hopefully finding silver or whatever he is? You had me a drink. There you go. (laughs) All right, so you're going to set up some arm wrestling contests. We're going to do over the top. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> the whole movie of Over the Top uh, in an hour. I could perform it as Silver. <laughs> as, and then Silver it. will be playing music as soon as you find him. Whatever So let's is. smash cut mm-hmm. over to Silver. So you follow, oh, so you went back to. I'm in her like office at this point. Yes, you went yeah. into the office where um, Roxy, you know, keeps track of things. I'm like rummaging around. Yeah. All right, right, so you find, well, uh, what's your perception bonus? My perception bonus, uh, plus nine. All right. So you find the ledger that keeps track of, you know, uh, basically the payroll and money coming in and out of the, of the bar. Mm-hmm. And you notice that the money coming in, there's a discrepancy between the money coming in and what you can see because she also keeps, like, the safe back there. Okay. But it's not really a safe. It's just kind of a bag of... Okay. And you do some quick looking, and you notice that there's a quite a discrepancy. Based on what the earnings of this bar are and what's in that bag, there's a big difference. So oh. there's more money in there than there is in the ledgers. There's more money in the bag. Yes. Than there, how, how much money is in the bag? Well, Come probably on. about 50 gold to run the tavern, pay the staff, 
okay. keep the pickling business. I'm not going to steal it. I'm okay. Just I was like, I'm, you're just going to no, drive I'm, a small business no, into no. bankruptcy. You're going to have to report this to the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to steal. So she's she's getting more money in than, mm-hmm. it, uh, than what this thing is earning. Interesting. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, how much is like percentile base? Can, is there like a ballpark? Um, it's really hard to tell because you're looking so quickly. Mm-hmm. But the ledger says, you know, I sold this much ale. I paid this much for ale. Okay. Sold this many pickled items. I paid this much for pickled items. Uh, bar wait staff. Okay. You know, and she, you know, you look at it and you see that she pays her wait staff surprisingly well. She pays them like fifth, somebody new like five place. silver a day plus they get to keep their tips. Interesting. Well, I'm all for supporting small businesses uh, and not stealing, robbing somebody blind. It's really hush money because they're probably in <laughs> yeah. on it too. I'm, I'm really curious where all this extra money is coming from. And it's a significant amount. Okay. Look at the part yeah. of the journal that says illegal activity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. Can I palm? Well, palming the ledger wouldn't really help, would it? Uh, no one's there. You yeah. don't have to. Yeah, palm you don't it. have to palm it. No, like, well, like palming it. In the There's like, no security I... cameras in ye old Breach Hill. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> I know. Just steal it all and leave a note that says right, Calmont I'll, I'll get, was I'll, here. I'll get it. If, do I get the sense <laughs> that if I if I wasn't rushed, if I kept the ledger, I might find something from it? Maybe you're not really sure. Probably not. Okay, I'm gonna put a pin on it and I'll put leave it there. I won't take anything. Okay. Uh, then I will leave, walk out the front door, and then at this point, invisibility will be about over. Yeah, so as you walk out the door, you hear Brianna lean over to Pondwatch and go, Where's Silver? Uh, and then you. <laughs> and then I would, I guess I would open the door and say, it's One of y'all call for a bard. <laughs> that, that's Silver's uh, here! That's kind of perfect timing. It's like you, you uh, heard me on something, yes. Tamid goes, Ah! I can't believe it. <laughs> hey, everyone, look. A very great bard has arrived. Your prayers have been answered. All right. So you guys. Thank start, you, Kate and Kaylee. You start setting up. And, and the arm wrestling is surprisingly, like, popular with the regular patrons. And, All right. And so rather can than. Can Temid go outside and, like, kind of use his deception, his his charming liar to, like, kind of call people sure, in? Sure. Absolutely. And, like, uh, be like. Ringmaster. You know. Uh, come on, come all to see the You're busking greatest. outside to get yeah. people in. Gotcha. Twin Talon, what are you doing during all of this? Because it's suddenly gone from a very dull, like, tense. angry, p- tense place to, like, like the dust on the windows seems to be a little bit thinner, and the grime seems to be a little bit cleaner, and the light seems to be a little bit brighter as, as good things are happening. Not really, but, you know. Sure. Um, you feel the tension drop in the room. I mean, that's great. I, I don't know that she's going to be helpful until we've increased business. Have we done that? I mean, more people are starting to come in with that. Uh, what's your performance, Silver? Bonus? My performance bonus? Yes. Ten. All right. So with a 29, <laughs> you <laughs> are basically... Who's a popular singer nowadays? Uh, Me. Louis Capaldi. Sure. You're the next Louis <laughs> Capaldi. Who is that? Yeah, I don't know. He has the number one single in Britain right now. I'll have you know. Harry Styles. What's the name of this single? Umbop? That was when I stopped paying attention. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You look like an umbopper. I could either be singing or I could be telling a story about this uh, carriage driver who was estranged from his son and decided he would enter in a wrestling arm wrestling tournament. So you're telling, you're singing a... uh, The the story of Over the Top. (laughs) The story of Over the Top. (laughs) You're telling this. You've made it a musical, too. It's now Over the Top the Musical. (laughs) (laughs) And you're playing all the parts. Oh, my God. I want to see that. I kind of want. I would see that. I want to see. I kind of. If anyone out there can write a musical, uh, I would recommend Over the Top the Musical. (laughs) That would be a great, great thing. After about an hour of Temid, what's your what's your bonus to plus seven? All right. So with a seventeen, with a seventeen, you start pulling new people in. The old standard patrons of this joint are excited to have new people in here now. And it's a much different atmosphere than when when you started. Did uh, they ever think about just being nice to people when they came in? Because <laughs> nah. no, okay, it's not really yeah. an option. So, so, I don't, like, I don't know what style. I have to add to well to so this. Like, just so I you have know, stealth Bre- and thievery, and I don't want to just rob the patrons. Breach Hill is 
it's a it's a, a port town essentially not a port town they're not on the water but uh, a lot of people pass through here so the people are more like they're friendly but they're not super welcoming if that makes sense they're locals who are like right this is my bar right exactly you can come in here and take my job <laughs> yes <laughs> um, so so actually i think twin talon can steal their hearts Ooh. by maybe doing like a juggling act or something with his swords or something might might be fun like that uh, if you think he's capable of doing something like that. If that's acrobatics, then I, I'm good at that. But I, I personally, if I was a GM. I mean, First I don't see why. I'd be a much better GM. That's I'd be the best close. GM. Thanks. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, you could do that. But uh, Roxy kind of like flags all of you to come with her it back into her back office. Okay. Uh, I just want to say Pondwatcher has been pounding beers this entire time. Probably on the house. Oh. Are they still from the trough? No, no, no. These are the good. These are the, everyone can go back into the room except for Silver, who's still telling his story. As you four head into the back room, Roxy looks around and is like, "All right, so I know about the tunnel and the door, but I don't know where it goes." Um, Vaz, I've never explored there, but the owner of the Reliant Book Company um, paid me some gold uh, every month to let her use it and that's you know extra money I could pay my wait staff more I could get better pickling so I didn't really think anything of it and then she went in uh, she came out a couple days ago and then like I haven't seen her since she came out of the tunnel or she went into the tunnel no she came out through here and then she's been gone ever since did she have anything with her no no, nothing more than her backpack. How long has that tunnel been there? Oh, ever since I bought the place. That was going to be my question, I, um, too. I, I initially boarded it up. I think uh, when the Hell Knights were here, this was like a, a passageway that they used to get closer to the goblin, uh, to the war, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of a secret entrance and out exit from the citadel. But, uh, you know, I boarded it up and then Vaz said, hey, there's a a tunnel down there. I was like, yeah, I boarded it up. Uh, She's like, I'll pay you 10 gold a month to use it. What else do you know about Vaz? She's creepy. Yes. Um, But other than that, you know, it was purely business. Like she would come in, she'd use the tunnel, she'd be gone for a little bit. And then she'd come back either a couple hours, every now and then a couple days. But, you know, she never did anything wrong. Uh, she always paid on time, so I could just keep a blind eye to this situation. Okay, well, this tunnel does in fact go to the Hell Knight Fortress. Yes. I think it would be prudent to have it boarded up again, as I don't quite see Vaz using it anymore. Is she, is she okay? Did anything happen to her? Uh, she did some, some bad magic over at the Hell Knight Fortress, raised some skeletons. What? And it's also full of monsters, so you should probably board this up. Monster, uh, y- 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 yeah, and and she like leans her head out. She leans her head out of her office, and she calls for her other server, and it, like you got to go to the basement and board it up right now. They nod and head back down to the basement, and also s- y- your other server. Um, I found some money for him, uh, so here you have this. It's uh, five silver pieces. Oh. I was supposed to give it to him earlier, but yeah, he he was sick or something. Yeah, so. he's uh he's been in a weird <laughs> spot lately. No. Yes, well, uh, give him this. I uh, say it's from uh, Tamid. Tamid? <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Just. Sh- but I'm. You are asleep. It's fine. Oh. It's a whole thing. Yeah, you just. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Uh. Okay. No, it'll be good for you. You think you're a nice guy, right? I am a nice guy. Yeah, he'll know you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cracks open another beer. All right. <laughs> Brianna's just kind of smiling <laughs> to herself, like, we are okay. so bad. So, that was actually a nice. good thing. Yeah, that's why, so, you know, Serenity is all about redemption. So she's like, okay, points in my book. <laughs> so, Roxy looks at you and goes, I. I'm not in trouble, am I? So b- before she says that, um, I forget which skill it is now. <laughs> <A> killer. <laughs> I forget which skill it is now that actually allows you to uh, sense motive. Diplomacy. Is it diplomacy? diplomacy? Okay. A perception to tell that she's not. I was wrong. Quite forthright in this statement. I yeah. was right for only one time. I'm sorry. I mean, it was cracked until I moved the the thing. Can I roll again? <laughs> or? What's your total? Wait, 18. I'm supposed to roll it. Hang on. Oh, yeah. What's your perception? Why don't you let Sean oh, roll yeah. it? What's your bonus? Eight. 
Wow, you're so perceptive. All right. Um, is she lying to us about any of what she just said? As far as you can tell, no. Can you tell me what I rolled? No. Can you tell me what the total was? No, because I can't do math. <laughs> so that's how you know that he's right about whether yes. or not she was lying. <laughs> it was either low or high, one or the other. Or Can she you tell me, lying. did I beat the DC? No. No, I didn't beat the DC? No, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> one plus two plus one plus one. <laughs> not two plus one plus two plus one. Okay, so you believe that she is telling the truth. Okay. All right, so he's not going to say yeah. anything. I, I'm not in trouble, am I? Is what she says before I was rudely interrupted. No, just please do be careful and and uh, we will check back in as soon as we have more information. Also, uh, I would recommend being suspicious of people who want to use secret doors in well, your buildings. Well, I know she 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 procured rare and, and difficult to find tomes. So I figured, you know, it was just her being safe and storing those rare books somewhere that people probably wouldn't look. So that's that that was my thoughts behind it. But well, whatever you tell yourself is your own business. I just think it's a good practice. <laughs> Tevin puts a hand on his shoulder like <laughs> to be suspicious of people who do suspicious things. Damn. Why is everybody so punchy tonight? No no note taken. I, I've not said like a word the entire time. <laughs> That's Keep it that way. No. <laughs> but seriously, there was like frogs and dragons and stuff in there. You, there were dragons? <laughs> yeah, like a big no. dragon with little legs. There were also two oh, little I'm dragons. Two little tiny dragons. They were actually quite adorable. They were and they're not dragons, they're kobolds. Deceptively cute, but you cannot <laughs> trust them. So I would close this right up. I, I already have I have my best person working on it. The only one that hasn't been scared away. <laughs> Listen, um, great job. I'm sorry what I said about your bar. I really like it, and I'm going to go drink at the bar now, so goodbye. Uh, you know, the cleaning <laughs> the cleaning tips probably would help. So He, he left. Okay. <laughs> the ale is surprisingly good here as well. Not quite as good as the Cadence <clears throat> keg, but you really can't blame you for that because really we're the best. And But you guys are a close fourth. <sighs> what? Thank she looks so confused as you all walk out of the room. <laughs> he says that as he's walking away too, just like Hey Silver, play the song that I like. Silver is now saying And he's in the, the story. End. What uh, was it called? It was like a bird who had lots of freedom. Oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I don't think we got we don't, I don't think we got fourteen minutes right now. I'm sorry. And then uh, there's a stairway up to like yeah, it's like paradise? a stairway <laughs> to um Valhalla? yeah yeah no. Valhalla or like you know yeah so I, I'm just gonna stairway to the Starstone yeah <laughs> even better uh and in the end the uh man who was known as Sly Stones uh was able to buy a new carriage and left the town with his son there and. All right. <laughs> All right. And then uh, <laughs> credits back. <laughs> credits. All right. Timid turns to Twin Talon at this point. He's like, I always love that. <laughs> Actually, uh, Pond Watcher will take Timid aside, too. Uh, Timid, uh, did you know that I heard something once? Caden uh, Kalian. Close enough. He wanted to uh, use the Star Stone so that he could uh, make love to Callistria. Did you know that? Yes. Who wouldn't want to? <laughs> Yeah. High five. That's pretty good. It is, yeah. So what do you think about that? Because <laughs> I, 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 uh, one is your god and one is my god. Are you they, flirting with are, me? Are you sex? flirting with me? What? I mean, it's not that I never thought about it, but... I'm like, just saying, I, it's funny. It is funny. It is It is very, very funny. I. Because um, I don't know if that's like what you're into or not, but, you know, it gets pretty cold on the tundra. Uh... I mean, he looks at he <laughs> looks at Pond Watcher, and he's he's really big. And he's got quite a bit of reach, so he maybe he takes a step out of the reach a little <laughs> bit. And, and says, well, you know, I mean, uh, want a drink or something? Or yeah, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> well, like here or like somewhere else? Uh, he, here's fine. There's, okay, there's ill right here in front of everybody. Uh, every everybody's cool right here, right? The Saver Sting, she's called. Did you know that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why do they call him that? Oh, because she likes wasps and stuff. Oh, it's okay. True. Cool. She's also the goddess of lust. Yeah. Kate, I mean, that's that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more, please. I bought a uh, new breastplate today. 
<laughs> Can I touch the breastplate? Sure. Oh, nice. It's very firm. I didn't put it on yet because, you know, it's we're like in a bar or whatever. Oh. Well, so I was feeling your chest then, not the breastplate. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, that's impressive. Oh, boy. That's really impressive. That's I don't know why your nipples are hard. It's <laughs> very cold in here. I'm sorry. But they have resistance to cold. <laughs> anyway, Tamid, I, I, I really like you. You're a good guy. You too, Pawn Watcher. I really, I really enjoy your company. I'm sorry you were sick before and we left you in a bed. Uh, but, I'm you know. sorry I slept the whole day. Oh. I couldn't just couldn't get out of bed, I think. I think that's what happened. Wow. Or you, yeah. Did you guys tell me to sleep? I'm not really uh, sure. You know, you seemed like you wouldn't wake up and you thought yeah. maybe you were dead and we were like, should we steal <laughs> you your just stuff? Left me? But then you seemed okay, so, you know. Oh, anyway, right. I'm sorry. I'm very drunk right now. <laughs> I, I can tell. Uh, it takes a little bit more than that to get me drunk. Ooh, sure. We need to work on your resistance to alcohol. Yeah, my, I, my constitution's not that high. Anyway, um, and he just like puts his head on the bar because he's just like <laughs> wasted. Wow. Tamid calls over the, the like, get, get some water for him, please. <laughs> he, he's new to this. Yeah, he deserves the hero point for that. Yes. They, you both get <laughs> you hero both points. <laughs> Wow. Take mine, please. No, no, no. I'm going to give them both a hero. That was very funny. That was brilliant. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Okay. So you... Ship it. <laughs> you continue to drink for He's the rest of... being shipped with everybody. Pondwater's sexuality is unclear at this point, and I want to keep no, it that way. It's very clear at this point. Uh, it's wow. everything. Uh, would Temud at one point notice the thing in his pocket? Uh, Ooh. yeah. Would I ever? Because I'm, I, Silver's like keeping an eye on yeah, it yeah. At that, before that. Uh, so Temid actually, like, he drinks a lot, right? So he go, he's like, ah, I gotta take a leak. So he goes to the bathroom, and he's one of those, like, weirdos that kind of takes his pants off and uses a urinal. I don't know <laughs> of why. Of course. But then when he pulls his pants up Because again, you like the feel of urine splashing on your bare legs? <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah. It's, it's nice and warm. It's, it's the at the right here. temperature. It's like body temperature, right? So it's just like... It feels sure. great. Is there, Anyways. Is there a urinal or are you just peeing on a, the wall outside? <laughs> Wait, isn't that's that a, a urinal? And isn't that what urinals were in the olden times? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just he goes to take a leak. your bare ass in the middle of the street. <laughs> I, I feel like he goes to take a leak and then he, as, he, as he adjusts his pants again, he kind of feels something in his pocket and he reaches in and he pulls it out. And, it's a grenade. Uh, it's a grenade and he dies. <laughs> no, it's a... Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, I imagine Silver is just sort of like hovering near you otherwise. Well, he's while he's peeing? peeing? He's an old man. He maybe needed help peeing. So you find it's an ornate locket, I believe, what Ooh. it was. Ring. And on the <laughs> ring is inscribed Alex's family name. Oh. Uh, I don't remember taking this. Maybe I was drunk. He says to himself in his head because no one can hear him. But I think as he turns around, it's probably still in his hand. Mm -hmm. That's and when then... you see Silver lurking and watching you <laughs> In a bush. Like, oh, hey. <laughs> well, I like to think that he hasn't pulled his pants up because he said he didn't. He's not mid-band. So he's just like hanging out. It's still going around. He's just making a circle. He's spinning in a circle and there's like a stream. That's and it gets weaker as time goes on. So it's like a spiral. Christine, please come back. <laughs> uh, what, what you got there, Timmy? Uh... I've got a ring in it. <laughs> Suspicion. That's what I've got. Why first are you all, in that bush? First of all, before I answer this question, why are you staring at me peeing? Uh, no, um, he looks at the ring and he's like, uh, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a ring and it's from, looks like Alex's family. Um, I must have picked it up at some point. I don't remember doing that. Ah, uh, well, I don't Do you know anything about this? I don't know anything. But let's say, uh, you know, mysterious things happen. Kate and Kaylin and all that. Um, I know you were trying to bring him towards your god. Maybe it was like a message from I don't know. Less than that, I was actually just trying to keep him away from Asmodeus. Well, I mean, if he came, he, if he ended up in servitude of Caden Killian, that'd be great. But just wanted to have a drink with him. Well, I I don't I don't mess with gods too much. I I think I might have punched Caden Killian in the face once, but that's a story for another time. Uh, that's <laughs> physically impossible. Uh, it, it's it's a long story, and those are those are. Mostly were you on some type of psychedelic drug look those sound like details timid <laughs> <laughs> and i ain't a detailed oriented kind of guy <laughs> so the point is i don't I, I my experience with gods is sometimes they give you gifts or signs of some sort so maybe you're on the right path i don't know you're the cleric i'm the guy that sings about arm wrestling contests yes but that arm wrestling contest that you sang about helped us quite a bit just now with oh. uh with our our work with 
the proprietor of this place. Oh, I, I'm sure, but we're talking about your soul and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to stop trying to bring people away from Asmodeus and more towards someone like Caden Killian, but this is certainly a sign if it is uh, from from him, but maybe uh, Pawn Watcher would like this. He, I know he and Alec were friends. Maybe he'll decide what to do with it. All right. Just uh, think you're doing good work. I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you do for this group as well. Even with all the lurking and watching people pee and something you need to work on. Yeah, what? I, I, I am an old man. That does not excuse you <laughs> from being a creep. <laughs> I'm an old man. I don't... Ain't nothing I haven't seen before. True. <laughs> and with that, Timmy pulls up his pants. <laughs> yeah, we were talking with my pants down the whole time. <laughs> At what point does it sink in when he said, it's nothing I've not seen before... That he's watched you pee previous to this. <laughs> see, see Temmit took it differently. He took it as, I've seen many penises and vaginas and everything under the sun, really, my whole life. So there's really no point in me sexualizing this stuff. That's, yeah. that's the way that I That's what at. I was intending, but that's funnier, nope. too. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I think you watched him pee before. So with that... Well, he has been maybe really drunk. So, yeah. so, so let me get this clear. He, he, he put... Alex ring in Temid's pocket. You don't know. You just found. No, it no, no. I Anwar yeah. knows. Anwar knows. Yes. Anwar knows yes, that he dropped that into Temid's pocket. Okay, yes. that's that's interesting, and I don't. Um, I'm curious about this. I'm curious about this, and Temid's a little bit confused right now. I'm sure he's also drunk. A little drunk. I'm I sure. know. Uh, I think we established early yeah. on that he doesn't get drunk ever. He's <laughs> uh, a monk. Ooh. So, uh, you guys have free drinks. In the pickled ear for the rest of the night. Oh, they're going bankrupt. <laughs> uh, Do we have someplace to stay? I mean, we could stay. At, yeah, I mean, you we all. We go to Caden's keg if you want to sleep there. They've got plenty of ale. We we do have some space in. Pond Watcher is probably gonna pass out in an alleyway unless someone so points into it. Temid and and I think Temid's gonna look at Silver and be like, we could drag him back to Caden's keg. Ain't the first time I'd had to get when the king's in his cups a little bit too much. That's fine. So you all find a place to sleep for the night. Um, Temid's actually going to suggest that everyone kind of we we stay close, if not in the same building, very close. Like I know everyone's kind of gonna go off to their own places, but <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, oh yeah. No, stay close yeah. to each other. Just because we're an adventuring party and we could get into trouble and... So, number six on your map is the Great Dream House. It's a Desna temple and tavern. It so, is so southeast of the Pickled Ear. Yes, it is southeast of the Pickled Ear. I'm just saying Caden's Keg's also a temple and it is a tavern as well. And it's on the way to the Great Dream House. So, from as we leave, Pond Watcher will yell, Barcrawl! Yeah! So, you all wind up at Caden's Keg. So, Temmit's kind of like like leading the group with like a little dance, like everyone's got to like kind of walk in a step. So, and you all find a, a place to sleep for the night. Temid may re- reduce his drain drain by one, so you're now yes. drained one instead of drained two. Secret, I had already done that. Okay, good. No, oh, this would be the second. No, it's still the first first night. So yeah, so you're still at drained one. No, no, I was at drained night. one when I started. Yeah, so yeah. It be drained. You're done. Your drain is gone. Great. So you wake up bright and early at 10 o'clock. Oh. Uh, some people are feeling it, Pond Watcher. Others are not, Temid. And it's a bright, beautiful, sunshiny day. Brisk fall morning. Nice 60 degrees outside with a slight wind coming off the water in the middle of the town. Uh, you all have this shiny new equipment or 56 gold in your pocket. Which is, you know, something else too. So I, I'd like to actually take a. Temid, Temid has something that he before he goes to sleep. Um, when when everyone else is asleep, actually, he kind of like he he was having a hard time going to sleep, and he kind of gets up and he and he walks away into a corner and he thinks about that dream that he had the mm-hmm. night before, the little fever dream, and he very like mindlessly kind of draws that symbol that he had seen, but now with the extra extra portion of it that we saw before right that that third triangle okay and he, he erases that third triangle and then he draws it back and then he kind of like erases that triangle and then he draws it back and all the while thinking about what he went through his escape and how difficult his time was there okay. um and he looks back at his 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 allies and he kind of really like you know he 
he has a moment, and I'll give you a little bit of insight into what he's thinking. He, he has a moment where he thinks about how he wants to divulge more information to them only because he's starting to feel kinship with them. However, he's not used to doing something like that, and his initial reaction is to always kind of hide that kind of stuff. So he's very torn, and he has a hard time sleeping, but he eventually, you know, makes his way back to his little bed or cot or whatever that he's sleeping in at the moment and he and he closes his eyes and he has a, a restless kind of sleep great <laughs> i like it <clears throat> you all wake up in the next morning and it's 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 the first time in a couple days that you've had a a fitful sleep because everyone some people were really bothered by dreams the previous night and you're actually like in beds instead of in sleeping bags on the ground and and i don't know how many of you have camped before but there is nothing like that first night's rest back in a bed after camping and it's just you sleep you sleep the odin sleep so <laughs> what are you guys gonna do now i guess we'll go to the star stone the, the uh, star stone <laughs> oh okay no stella's stone whatever it was. none of that <laughs> uh the guardian's way all right do we have any uh, ability to speak to someone who may know more about the guardian's way have we researched that enough you haven't researched it at all. I we knew a bardic lore. We already it. did that. Oh, we did, yeah. You yeah. Did. We used our own knowledge. Yes. Um, so beyond that, I'm do not we... sure who in town. So it, do we, can we do a society check? I think the Our person society. who would know is the huh. person we're chasing. Well, there's also the Breach Hill Town Hall, the Breach Hill Archives. I mean, those are to the south end of town where we started. Yeah. Right, if, but if you could point us towards someone who may have a better idea. I mean, if, if we you do go need to the society? archives, I'm sure you can find like an archivist who... Uh, who would probably know stuff about the area. Sure. I mean, um, wouldn't Breach Hill lore also help? Breach Hill would, lore would absolutely help. You could do that too. What about Kintargo lore? Poundwatcher is going to go uh, for a swim to try to clear his uh, alcohol-addled, hungover brain while they're figuring this out because he's totally uninterested in going to an archive. Okay. So that's 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 what he's doing. All right, so you're going to take like... He's just going to jump in the water and try to not be super hungover. Gotcha. Um, before Brianna does go to the archives um she would have left a thermos of some kind with some potent tea <laughs> by his by clothes or whatever okay. and just kept going okay. and walks by oh tea <laughs> <laughs> so I'm do you kidding, he doesn't you, do that are you <laughs> breach hill loring or are yes. you going to okay give me a breach hill lore 21 21 so you know that 20 years ago the goblin blood wars raged and vicious goblins and hobgoblins poured from all corners of Isker's foothills to slaughter humans, claim territory, and burn any villages found. Many of the goblinoid hordes were overwhelming in numbers, but lacked any structure or leadership. But some smaller groups benefited from brilliant charge of shrewd goblin commanders. During the height of the wars, the clearing that became known as Guardian's Way was one major place where goblinoids emerged to muster their numbers and attack the settlements beyond, including Breach Hill. It's located about six miles northwest of town. Guardian's Way was once a heavily fortified outpost built to try and stem the tide of goblinoids before they could rampage into more populated areas beyond. Companies of elite human soldiers lived and fought there, and their bravery saved many lives during the four years of conflict. However, 18 years ago, the wars ended and there is no longer a military need for soldiers to live here in isolation. And so, Iskar's military abandoned the station. I'll relay that information All right, repeat to it back. my... Oh, no. no okay. <laughs> Guardian's Way? Yes. This is northwest, you said, of town? Uh, six miles that way. It's like a two-hour walk. Yeah, ish. Is there anything along the way we should be concerned about? Like, are there any... I don't know remnants of the uh, goblin wars. No, it's it's too close to town for it okay. to be a problem. Like I was doing the math, I was trying to figure out how long it would take you guys to walk there, mm. and I can I walk at a ten minute mile pace. Okay, right. So it would take me an hour to walk there. Now I'm not wearing heavy armor or armor at all or swords or anything like that. So I'd say it would only actually probably take you 90 minutes to walk there at a brisk pace. Mm -hmm. If you want to go slower, you can definitely go slower, but it's pretty close to town. Where is Citadel Alterain or Alterin? Alterin compared to the town. What direction? It is also to the northeast, I believe. Let me double check that. Okay. I'm just 
curious considering they went, we assume that they came through Allstate's ring and then ended up in the Citadel. I think we've sold all our cavalcade of silver weapons mm-hmm. at this point, so we're probably okay. I'll just leave the uh, my backpack and stuff. Do you think that your your family would be okay watching the wargs while we... I think my brothers would be very keen on, on puppies. Okay. All right. So uh, after Twin Talon uh, shaves his head and does his calisthenics for the morning, he will uh, drop the wargs off with uh, Brianna's family. Um, and he'll he'll explain to them like what their names are and, and what they eat, which is apparently blackberries and whatever rations we have. <laughs> this one's kind of moody, and this one's a little nice. And, uh, yeah, and then he'll be ready to go. Uh, he'll probably, you know, I don't know if anybody else is actually going to the archives or if you guys were like, we should go to the archives. And Brianna's like, let me tell you all about it. Yeah, that's more than what happened. pretty much what happened. <laughs> Brianna's like, archives. I am the archives. <laughs> We've lived here long enough. Yeah. We came from Magnamar. And you and you pick here. up uh, <clears throat> wet pond watcher on the way from the <laughs> glistening off of his muscles pond watcher. You should be careful of watching the pond so close that you fall in. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna let that be <laughs> alright we're just gonna let that one be I thought you were going for like an hour or something but okay yeah I don't know sorry I, I did have the information we needed alright let's go did you drink your tea before you went oh is that what that was I thought someone had beaten a cup and left <laughs> oh, there oh no yes I drank <laughs> thank you I appreciate this kindness you have done for me oh I did pee in that cup actually oh boy was that not supposed to? Is I that, was that some, not a peeing cup? Drank some trough water last night and then a pee <laughs> cup today. Uh, already things are going very well. I'm guessing your constitution now is great. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right. He actually gets drunk off of Temmit's pee. <laughs> oh. This is that alcohol. He did not pee in it, though. Hair of will, the I dog. Just, oh. just want to make sure that it's known. And then Temmit invented Bud Light. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's right. Come after me, Anheuser Busch. Uh, unless you and want to sponsor us, unless you want to sponsor us, exclusively yeah, drink you. Yeah, then I have no, never drinking a Bud Light in my life. So. Well, unless they you'll sponsor start us. as soon as they sponsor us. <laughs> yes, okay, absolutely. So, uh, you guys walk for about ninety minutes. So Temid kind of, uh, while we're walking, would like to just talk to Pond Watcher about the ring. It says, "Hey, uh, you have to. Have pass- you seen this movie?" <laughs> Hey, it's his movie, and it's uh, it's really funny. Seven um, days. I, I don't understand. <laughs> he just goes. Um, what is a VCR? Hey, you you were friends with uh, Alec, weren't you? Um, yeah, Alec was pretty cool guy. So but then he died. Yeah, he he did. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I I must have picked up this ring at some point um, when I was trying to help him. And okay, I know the two of you were pretty close. I don't know if you you wanted to keep it or take care of it or oh, okay. Does it mean um, anything to you? Sure. What. Uh, what is what is it? It's a ring, like it's I said. A, oh, he was looking for a ring. Right, he was looking for a ring. He never found it. Yeah, I must have picked it up somewhere, but oh, it, okay. it was in my pocket. I, I yeah, I'll take it. I have a cool ring with a ruby in it. Yeah, uh, that's your uh, silver friendship ring, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. All right. Um, sure. I mean, I don't know where his family lives or whatever. I wasn't really paying attention when he told us. So I just thought maybe it would be most. Uh, most proper for you to hold on to it, seeing as how you were probably the person that showed him the most amount of kindness. Well, he was Besides like, maybe Brianna, but... Um, he was a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he, was a, he was a nice guy. I took his sword. That's true. Now you can have his ring. Okay. I mean, if you want to give it to me, I'll take it. Thanks, man. Um, can you just hold out your left hand? Oh, uh, which, which finger? <laughs> on your ring finger? I don't understand your customs, but all right. I uh, know. He just hands it to you. All right, cool. Um, I actually want to take a quick pause while you're walking. And uh, ask, what did you guys do with his, with Alex's body? Whose body? <laughs> <laughs> we stuck it in one of the coffins, I think. No. In the upside yeah. down. So you could be away. No, while you guys were away, I I Is that went. How it happens? I went down into up? the the tombs and I put his, his body in the coffin. Put it upside down. I imagine we arranged for his transport of the body back to his family estates. Oh, if we did that, How? then we could have just given the ring. With who? With yeah, who? No one knows. Like, yeah, that's a good question. We don't know, we don't know where his family yeah. is. No, I, st- I think the best thing that we could have done was to entomb his body with the rest of the Hell Knights because that's yeah. where what he, the path he was thinking about heading down. Brianna right? was doing rites on him. <laughs> yeah, Brianna did <laughs> yeah, some so he's yes. ready oh, to yeah, be buried. So maybe he, actually, then Brianna should be the one that decides what happened to his did body. Did you want to so, bring his body back? Yes, originally that was the plan. And um, I was hoping to speak to, what was the name of the, I have notes. Brent. Nope. Terry. The leader of the, Joe. of Breach Hill. Anwar. 
No, uh, what's her name? That's Gardenia. Greta Gardenia. Yeah, Greta. Um, probably close. let her know that we had a, a fallen companion. Um, and uh, if there was a way to contact his family and perhaps even, I mean, I don't know gentle repose. And goodness knows how long we were there. So the likelihood of just burying him in Breach Hill and then sending word to his family that he had fallen. Okay. So Greta will... Uh... Obviously, first off, apologize that you had a companion fall in, you know, working, doing some work for the city and or the town. And she absolutely will do her best to reach out to she'll she'll reach out to the Hell Knights. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, they take them to the guards will take his body to the the chapel of Desna Mm -hmm. and put him into gentle repose until such times as the family or the hell knights reach out and figure out what to do with him okay so did did this uh this happened prior this, to this oh yeah absolutely this happened when you guys um when came we first back came with in Calmot. yeah so then temid would also then like to tell the uh some of the other clergy at cadence keg to have them visit and because of the because he, he he thought that they were starting to have some type of connection and he just wanted to, you know, because Desna and Caden Killian are, yeah. you know, they're buds. Or at least they're good with each other. So they're, you know, they're very much welcome there. And so they're just going to go, you know, send him off as well. Great. Cool. Sorry. I, I, I know that that was something we wanted to touch on and make sure yes. that Thank you. got handled. Um, but that the whole ring situation reminded me of that. So mm-hmm. you walk to the, uh, you walk the 90 minutes to get to the Guardian's Way. The thick forest finally gives way to a meadow where three sturdy outposts have been built into trees. A fourth building stands on the ground in the meadow's center. Behind it, a vine-covered rocky cliff rises up 50 feet to a barren bluff above. Okay, so there's a a building in the clearing? There are three towers that you can see Mm -hmm. and a building behind the first tower. These... Platforms are built into the trees uh, quite high mm-hmm. so that anyone up there would be able to see anything coming through this clearing. So are the, the platforms are the towers? Yes. Okay. And then so there, there's basically three platforms probably meant to, to keep watch and then a building behind those, which well, is like, what they're probably keeping watch for. I think the building's in the middle of the three towers. I got you. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have a, a platform in the middle. Behind that is a building. And then on the two sides of the building, there are platforms. Gotcha. Correct. Right. Uh, Twin Talon's going to do his best to be stealthy. And uh, so that if, if there is anyone here, like we suspect. All right. So we're going into exploration mode. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what each person is doing. So uh, Twin Talon is stealthing. What's your bonus? Plus 11. Damn. All right. Temid, what are you doing? Temid's uh, hanging back and perceiving. Plus All right. 8. All right. All right. Brianna, what are you doing? Uh, Brianna has her shield up and is also perceiving. All right. Pond Watcher. Pond Watcher will stealth ahead with Twin Talon. All right. What's your stealth bonus? Plus 7. Do you want me to turn you invisible? And Silver, what are you doing? I'm detecting magic. Okay. Uh, so, as you see in the map in front of you guys, there are some passageways and whatnot. Please place yourself as you would like. And then we will talk about what happens. Where did you want to go? Um, Twin Talon is going to be, you know, advancing on that building. No, that is a tower. So advancing on the building in the middle. So Um, are you going to stick to the tree line? Are you going to go? Yes, but he is going to stick to the tree line to be as hidden as possible. I'm stealthing this way. Okay. No, I'm just looking at this thing. Yeah, you can go under that. It is above, but I don't have elevation because I'm a crappy GM. It's a piece of paper, Sean. I I know. I should have built towers for you. It's fine. We're doing it old school. Yeah. Um, And Brianna and 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, um, and Temet are in the middle there, just chilling, walking forward. Um, I think Brianna will come around the to the right of yeah. All right. And Temet, where are you going? You going in the middle? So Temet is going to hang around uh, and go off to the right. Well, that's yeah, that's the other direction. Oh, wait, is that where sorry, um, Brianna, Brianna went? Yeah, coming, coming over. Serena's not even no, here this actually, time. No, actually, I think uh, on the left side. Actually, then maybe he'll go on the left side, so we'll have one person perceiving on either side. All right, and then All right. Silver's right in the middle. But far enough back to where he doesn't interfere with tem- uh, Twin Talons. Okay, um, stealthing. Stealthing. Pull, pull Temid back about 10 feet. Great. All right. So, so as you approach this, the lower portion of this large two-tier wooden platform, the middle tower, is supported 20 feet off the ground by the trunk and branches of three large trees. A pair of rope ladders provides access to the platform's lower tier, while another rope ladder provides access to the upper one, ten feet above. The branches of the central tree hang down low, obscuring the contents of both platforms. Silver, as you are detecting magic, you hear in a growlish voice, Oi! Who goes there? Greetings, fine sir. Uh, my companion and I haven't really come up with a name for our traveling group, but uh, so there's more of you. Well, naturally, a bard always travels with a performing troupe. Uh, I came along ahead uh, in order to uh, see if uh, this is a good place to stay for the night as we made our way to the town over. Uh, they're just yonder, back in that there road. Uh, he's speaking quite loudly so that hopefully other people can hear him. They're in that road, but uh, we'd be happy to play for our supper if you're bored. I'm uh, not too bad when it comes to all that sort of thing. Well, I'm going to need to roll diplomacy for you <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> next week. Yeah. Uh, what will happen to our heroes now that they're finally at the Guardian's Way? Who is this gruff voice they hear? Will they find more answers to their questions that they have? Will they ever locate Vaz Lorraine? Find out the answers to these questions and more on the next episode of... The Cracked Die Podcast. And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, well, well. I bought this time with some gold to give you all a warning. Have you heard about the mysterious mosquito witch of the river kingdoms? I bet you ain't. You see, most of the people who knew about her have left the town known as Shimmerford. You see, the mosquito witch, she used to be celebrated there as some sort of mythical creature that could bring money into the town until very recently. Then... Them blood seekers started showing up. I guess you big city folk would call them sturges or giant mosquitoes. Well, see, these blood seekers have been attacking people and livestock more and more, whatever they can sink their proboscis into. Now people have found tracks that they attribute to the mosquito witch. See, she's this large humanoid figure with an unpleasant waxy skin and a pair of unblinking red eyes. See, she keeps her head bowed and has a long, sharp tongue that's as still and pointed as a proboscis. Freshly ribbed mosquito wings protrude from her back, and she has six handless arms that tapered into malformed points which keep clutched to its chest like the legs of an insect's pupae. Beware if you see these unblinking eyes. Beware of the mosquito witch, for she is up and about. One, two, mosquito witch is coming for you. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.